Good morning, everybody. Today we finish the last section of this psalm, Psalm 98. It's a psalm that has served as an inspiration for the hymn, Joy to the World, Let Earth Receive Her King. Psalm 98 is one of those psalms that you can't help be filled with joy to even read. It is a psalm of praise. It starts with inviting everyone to sing new songs praise to God, and then it just gets bigger and bigger as it grows. And so I invite you to read with me the last section of this song today, beginning in verse 7. It says, Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he's coming to judge the earth, and he will judge the earth with righteousness and the peoples with equity. You know, as a minister, I sometimes get involved in deep conversations in the most random of places. You know, you're getting your tires rotated and waiting in the lobby and hearing about prayer concerns of the lady sitting near you or the nurse taking your blood pressure asks you what you do for a living. And pretty soon you're hearing about her journey of faith. It happens. And not so long ago, I got into one of those conversations with a stranger. But once he learned I was a minister, he shared with me quite openly. He said, I, I don't do the church thing. I'm spiritual, but not religious. My wife and my kids, they, they joined a church probably a year ago. But I do not go. I golf or mow the yard. That's my church time. Spiritual, but not religious. And he, when people say that to me, I usually know there's a really good story behind that. And so I just seemed like an open book. And so I asked him a few questions about his life. He said, you grow up going to church? And oh yeah, he wanted to tell me about growing up in church. You know, he said, I grew up in one of those churches where the minister yelled at us and banged on the pulpit and the Bible a lot. He said, as soon as I got old enough, I got out of there. Church for him was where he saw a lot of people being hypocritical, especially, he said, the minister. He didn't give details, but I knew the story. And he said, you know, this church, you know, every funeral we had, the minister would stand up there and say, it's too late for him, but it's not too late for you. And we even had haunted houses that were hell houses and such where a parade of sins were made out that was supposed to scare the living daylights out of teenagers and the hopes to scare them towards Jesus. So he said, I got away from that just about as fast as I could. Spiritual, but not religious. That's the thing. He likes Jesus. He likes Jesus and what he sees in the Bible he just didn't see it much in the church. So in that moment, I tried to remind him to please never ever confuse us ministers for Jesus himself, <laughs> that we are not him. And I asked what church his family had joined, and he told me, and I said, you know, I know that tradition. I know that church. Uh, your kids are learning about a loving God, and I should go see sometimes what they're hearing and seeing there, I think you'd be surprised. The truth is, his story is a common one, really. It's getting even more common, 
the statistics of Christians who walk away from church into adulthood are really quite astounding. Perhaps for some of you that's even a part of your story. You've experienced a lot of fear and about an ounce of Jesus in church. Don't get me wrong, I am all for accountability and repentance. It's a part of faith. It's a part of who we are as Christians. Repentance is needed, but to get use fear to get people there, fear to get people to believe in Jesus, fear to actually change hearts, I don't think it works. It reminds me of this old terrible joke about this guy who, who bought himself a parrot that used to be owned by somebody else. And this parrot was amazing. It had this amazing vocabulary. It could have whole conversations with people. Except there was one bad thing about this parrot. This parrot had a potty mouth. He loved to cuss. And he cussed like a sailor. And it really embarrassed this fine, respectable guy that owned this parrot. People would come over to talk to the parrot, and the parrot would cuss them out. And he was just sure everybody thought he was teaching this bird these words. And so he tried to teach the parrot not to cuss. And you know, it's hard to train a bird, add treats, take away treats, scold him. He couldn't figure it out. And then one day when that bird had given him a piece of his mind, he lost his temper. And he, I know this is cruel, but he put his parrot in the kitchen freezer. Not, not for long, just teach him a little lesson for just about a minute or so. And when he took the bird out, the parrot immediately apologized. I'm so sorry, I will not say those words anymore. And the man was so amazed. And then the parrot said, but I want to know, what did the turkey do? <laughs> I know, it's bad. It's bad. But the thing is, the thing is about fear, it might, it might change, the parrot might not cuss them out anymore, but it doesn't mean the bird still really doesn't want to do it. Fear, I just don't think it works. When I was um, talking to this guy, it occurred to me, that if faith and fear went together, he was going to forget about faith. And the thing is that when people try to do that, to tie faith and fear together, I don't think it makes people more free. I actually think it just makes people hide. It makes them want to hide out. It makes them want to hide the truth of their lives. And besides, is this actually what we see when we look at the person of Jesus? No. Jesus said, come and follow me. He didn't say, come and follow me or else. And there are so many people like him who have given up on church, who have walked away from faith in their lives because they don't see much Jesus in the ministry of the church and how it's lived out. And if church seems to be selling hate and fear, then they'll choose mowing the yard or golf every day of the week. And I tell you this because I think what truly makes us free, what truly makes us want to change, to be more than we now are, is Jesus. It's 
It's not a trick question. It's Jesus. To follow him, to try to shape our lives more like him, is a joyous thing to do. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it, let the floods clap their hands, let the hills sing together for joy. We are together for joy. As the psalmist writes about singing new songs to God and joining in with every instrument you have, your voice, your harp, your trumpet, your lyre, whatever you can to join in the band, whatever you have to offer. And then the psalmist doesn't start there. It goes beyond to all the earth. Let the seas roar and the, those who live in it. Let floods clap your hands. Hills sing together for joy. Joy to the world, right? It's a beautiful thing that this image just gets bigger and bigger until all the world is joining in with joy at praising God. Fear makes us smaller. The joy of our faith in Jesus Christ just grows. It's how joy works. It can't be contained. I remember a phone call from some folks at my church. Their baby had been born early, unexpectedly. She was in the NICU. Could I come? And I got permission to go back into the NICU with all those babies there. And we gathered around that tiny little girl. And we gave thanks for the gift of her life, for the blessing that she was. And we prayed for those little lungs to get stronger and to grow. And then after we prayed, I offered the blessing that you all hear me offer week after week. Olivia, I said, and the Lord bless you and keep you. And I finished my blessing, and I was heading out of the NICU when a mama in a rocking chair, a young mom, sitting there by herself, stopped me and said, Can you offer that same blessing to my baby? She's really sick. She's a fighter, though. I want that blessing for her. And this time, I had the good sense we got the nurses and that family from my church, and we all stood and prayed. And we offer that blessing. Joy grows. Joy spreads. And you probably already know this too, but joy can show up even in the hardest and saddest of places in our lives. I've seen it. I've lived it. You can stand at the foot of the grave and give thanks for the joy it was to know and to love them on life's journey. To wish for more time to give thanks with joy at the salvation of our God. I've seen it in a friend of mine who lived with a genetic heart condition that was impacting her heart, and she chose to do a very risky heart surgery that could perhaps extend her life. And on the night before her surgery, she told everyone there, including her surgeon, that no matter what happened the next morning, live or die, she had peace because her life was in God's hands. And 15 years later, 15 years later after that day, I'm still remembering that because joy goes on and on and on. That is the joy of our faith. And I don't actually know what 2021 is going to bring. I'm guessing you don't either. I don't know the blessings that we will receive. I don't know the challenges that we will all face. But 
I'm mindful that with the multitude of saints in this church who've gone before us, it is a joy to be the church in the world today. To be the body of Christ in this world. To live out what it means to follow Jesus, to be his hands and feet. Not because we're perfect, not because someone guilted us into it or scared the living daylights out of it, but because it is our joy to do it. It's our joy to sing new songs and praise to God. It's our joy to be the body of Christ in the world. And I need a church like First Christian Church in Madisonville. And I believe the world needs a church like First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky. Won't you join me? Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, he says, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him victory, and the Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nation. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. So sing praises to the Lord with lyre and lyre and sound of melody. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands and let the hills sing together for joy. Thanks be to God. <laughs> 